right, good morning, everyone. David Villa here. That one who is for you, if he's for you, who can be against you? And we're talking about God. We're talking about our God, man. Let me tell you something. I was listening to, um, I was listening, well, I was talking to uh, someone and uh, just discussing things that are going on. You know, you look at everything that's going on in the world and there's just so many uh, voices against the word of God. And, and I'm talking not even um, blatantly against the word of God like always have been. I'm talking in the church even, there's voices that are speaking to you, the enemy, the voice of the enemy, your, your voice, our voice in our head, the voice of reason, the voice of, 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 of you know, of, of uh, what we see in this world, the voice of the, the media, the voice of this is what's going on. And it drowns out or it even allows you and I many times to push out the supernatural <clears throat> ability of God. And that's where I'm going with this today. I, I want to. I want us to. I've, I'm challenging us to get back to serving in 2021, starting right now. Because if you wait until the ball drops, right, that's procrastination. Right now should be the seed and the investment and the down payment into 2021. If you're not doing it now, I've got news for you. You won't do it come January 1st. Don't sandbag. So looking at, I'm, t I'm trying to engage us, right, and challenge us to move into 2021, into this season of life, and take God at his word. Let's, let's, let's engage the word of God and expect miracles, expect him to move supernaturally. So what God's been doing in my life is bringing me into the word of God, and he's been challenging me to look at the stories that I grew up with. I mean, the stories that we don't talk about a lot anymore. And I'm talking, you know, ranging from the Old Testament, you know, stories like we talked a little bit last week about David and Goliath or, you know, looking at some of the, uh, the, um, the, the armies of Israel, you know, led by Joshua, you know, and Kings or led by, you know, David or, you know, uh, these stories of, of Moses, of, of Noah, of, of Joshua of old moving in the spies where Caleb and Joshua said, or the only two that stood up and said, you know, we can take them. And then God spoke over them in the old Testament and said that, Hey, you know what? Th th there's another spirit in Joshua and Caleb. And if you fast forward in a very slow fast forward, <laughs> you fast forward in the Bible, but it's actually 45 years as the people wandered in the wilderness, everyone died out except Joshua and Caleb. Joshua was then leading the people in and Caleb is this 85 year old man. Check this out. The one who went in as a, as a, as a middle-aged man that went into the, went into the land and said, and saw the same giants that everyone else saw, right? He saw the same circumstances that everyone else saw, but everyone else came back and said, man, they're giants. We're like, we are like grasshoppers in their sight. You know, I mean, it, yeah, there's, you know, that there's great land over there. There's, there's milk, there's honey. They were carrying back on their back. Look how big these grapes are. They, they listen, you think you, you go to the store and you buy like a little pack of grapes. You know, you even get cool, you even get the cotton candy grapes. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you never had those? I know what you're talking about. Oh, you ever had them? Oh, you gotta I get don't them. like them. Oh, you don't like them? All right. Well, you know, I mean, you're communist. But here's the deal. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you know, you can even get like cotton candy grapes. You can get like purple grapes. You know, even the purple ones are a little bit bigger, Mike. You know, you get the bigger. Dude, they were carrying these grapes straight up on a stick on their back. That's how big they were. And so it's two men carrying, uh, you know, a pack of a pack of uh, these big grapes. And so they're carrying them across. So they see the grapes, they see the the land, they see the milk, they see the honey, and they see the they see the people, and they go, "We can't take them." And then Joshua and Caleb said, "We can take them." You know what? Because if God's for us, who can be against us? And then right then, God spoke through the leadership and said, "My spirit is different." That's in Caleb and Joshua. Again, fast forward. 
right? They're taking the land. Everyone else that didn't think they could take it died out. They're gone, right? And so they didn't see the promise. And here's Joshua leading them in. And check this out, guys. Caleb, humped over, 85-year-old man, walking up, right, and and goes, hey, back 45 years ago, you know what? God promised me that, you know what, I would see the land and I would have it. And he goes, you know what, I want my hill. I want my land. You know, and, and he said, I, and, and so he got it at 85 years old. You know, so what, I'm, what God's reminded me, and I want to challenge you guys to do, is we move into 2021. Remember the God of the Bible. Remember the God of miracles. Remember the God who the odds were always against his people. The odds were always stacked against him. There were always doubters and always people that didn't think it could happen. There were always people that were naysayers. There were always people that were against and going, no, that can't happen. That's not, that's not possible. And so coming to 2020, moving into 2021, you know, we look at everything around us and we, and we, and we, we believe in God, but we have this, we have this surface level. I believe it's shallow level. We stop growing at a toddler level in some cases, and we're taking the very, very uh, uh, outside or very uh, layered outer layer of what God has to offer us, and we're we're saying the things that are true. We're, hey, man, you know what? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and I'm believing God for this promotion or whatever. And you, and you, and you see victories, but do you really believe that God's bigger than COVID? Do you really believe? that God's bigger than what's going on? Do you really believe that God's bigger than who is president? Do you really believe that God's bigger? And let me, let me rephrase it this way. Do you think God's worried? You know what I'm saying? Do you think God's up in heaven having like a conference with the angels and everyone around and they're, and, and they're talking, they're like, okay, so we got this going on here and you know, this, this, these, this many people got saved and, and all of a sudden God's like, hey guys, you know what? But listen, man, CNN said, you know, or hey, Fox News is reporting. You know, did you, did you, did you see the latest poll? Did you, did you see the, did you see, you know, how many, how many uh, cases of coronavirus, you know, are over here? Did you see that this is going on? Do you think that God's worried? So I'm talking about today, the one who is for us. Look, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, I can tell you this. Can I, can I just say something? I mean, I'm a born and raised in Tampa. So number one, I'm a, I'm a Tampanian. I'm a Floridian and I'm an American. Okay. <laughs> I love America. Okay. I, I, I mean, I believe in, I love red, white, and blue. Can I, can I just say something that's, we have to realize the heaven isn't America. The, the heaven isn't any other country that have, in other words, so what goes on in this world, if we read the Bible, there are things that are happening that aren't surprising God, but that are orchestrated from the beginning as part of the path that might happen. And the church has to rise up and be the church of the living God and, and, and win people to come to a Christ that is eternal. Does that make sense? I mean, it's in other words, I'm just saying the one who's for you, he's not just for you like on the surface level stuff. You know, he's not just for you, you know, on the, on the, uh, on the entry level stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know, uh, some of the things that we, that we believe that God moved on. It's like, it's like, you know, seriously, think about this for a second. We need to give God praise because he's a God of the big things and the small things. So, Hey, listen, here's the thing. God is the, God will orchestrate the things that might seem small to some people, but I'm going to tell you that like, if you think that that's God's power, right? Imagine this, like, it's like, sometimes we, we go, whoa, did you, you know, that's really, you know, and we, and we'll get excited about something. Not that it's really hard, but it's like, you know, and, and, and we give God credit and we should, 
But at the same time, do you know that God, God probably like, you know, this is how it probably happened. He probably just moved his elbow a little bit like, oh crap, I just knocked over that, that cup of coffee. And that's when that happened. You know, in other words, you know what I'm saying? Like he, in other words, he just, he just moved. It was like, he barely budged. It wasn't his power in full effect, his power in full effect. If it's unleashed, it's going to move mountains. It's going to shatter. It's going to shatter situations of the enemy. And that's what all I want to say. I want to say that God's for you. And the Bible said, if God's for you, who could be against you? You know, I'm reminded <clears throat> as we're facing this world that man is just more anti-Christ than ever before. They're just more, they're just mad. They're just angry. They're just angry people. And they're angry, not because of the surface level things that they say they were angry about. Even if you asked them, even if they remembered, and even if they knew, right? Hey, what are you mad about? Well, I just, I just don't like you. Well, why? Well, God, I just don't like you. Why? Because I, I just don't like you. Well, if you really get down to it, if they can even once upon a time remember what it is that they're aggravated about, I can tell you it's all rooted in the fact <clears throat> that they don't know Jesus. I mean, that's what it's all about, right? They don't know that's the reason, but there's a void in their life and they're unhappy. There's no purpose. They don't know their purpose. That, that This isn't cutting it here on this life. And then some of them are angry. Some, some operate in depression through that. Some operate in hopelessness. Some operate in despair. So, you know, some lash out. Some. So the re- reality is this. There's an antichrist spirit in the world, always has been, but it's more prevalent with social media and different types of things. So, you know, I can tell you that in the Bible, I'm reminded of Elijah, you know, when he stood against the prophets of Baal. There were 450 prophets of Baal, right? And these prophets <clears throat> were challenging one man that believed in Jehovah, right? Your God, my God. He believed in God, Jehovah, Jehovah. Jireh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, right? Jeho- Jehovah, God, El Shaddai. El, he they believed in Jehovah. And then they believed in their gods. And they said, okay, so whoever's God, you know, Elijah, whoever's God answers by fire is God. And they're like, all right, all right, let's do this. You know, and you know the story, but I'm reminded that, you know, they cut themselves and they started chanting. They started doing their things, right? And, and they're, 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 you know, today it's that the new age or today it's the, you know, the, the self-God. Today it's the, you know, anything's acceptable. Today it's, you know, whatever. And it's, they're cutting themselves. They're doing their thing and nothing happened because that's not a God, right? It's a God that you serve, but it's not a powerful God that can do anything compared to Jehovah. So then it was Elijah's turn. You guys remember the story? You remember this at all? All right. So Elijah, what did he say? He didn't just, listen, so they had an altar there and the, the prophets of Baal, Mike, were like cutting themselves and going like, okay, so we're going to try to catch this, you know, this, this altar on fire because whoever's God answers by fire, right, is the God. So they're doing their thing and nothing happened. There was no fire. Then the altar didn't catch on fire because they were praying to a God that wasn't real. So Elijah's turn. Here's what Elijah does. Now, this is where this is where he's bad to the bone, man. God is bad. God is incredibly awesome. He is, he is, he is, he is, he's the man. He's 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 incredible, right? He's supernatural and extraordinary. So Elijah said, Okay, well, here's the altar that you tried to light on fire, and your God didn't do it because he's not real. But I'll tell you what, go get some water, dig a moat, get some water, and I want you to drench this with a bunch of water on top of it. So I want, I'm going to make it harder for my God. I don't want to, not only is my God going to answer by fire, I want you to soak it. I want you to make it impossible because it's not flammable. Mm. Come on, man. <clears throat> so, so here's the thing. When you want to see the power of God, here's the thing. You and I <clears throat> aren't supposed to show off, right? Because we're nothing without him. So when we, sh- we should show up, right? But God likes to and deserves to and gets to show off. He's God. 
He's the one that gets all the glory. He's the one that absolutely is allowed to show off. So God said, I'm going to show off and I'm going to soak it. I'm going to make this, this altar wet and it's going to be impossible. <clears throat> and you know the story, Elijah said, God, they're watching. And I'm paraphrasing. They're watching. They don't believe. Show up. Boom. Not only did God catch it on fire, he consumed everything. It went to the ground. He consumed the water. He consumed the wood. He consumed the, every part of it. All, all of it went away and disappeared. He consumed it by fire. Answered by fire. One more story. Because look, I just want to prove to you today. If, if this, What is this podcast about today? This podcast is to prove to you that the one for you is greater. When you say from now on, Today, any day, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Every time you say that, it's going to mean something different. Because the one who is for you is as bigger, he's better, he's greater, he's, he's, he's more awesome than the one that is against you. <clears throat> and so I'm reminded of Eli uh, Lazarus. New Testament, Jesus, okay? He's with his disciples. Lazarus is his friend. Not only is Lazarus, does Lazarus serve him? Does he follow him? Lazarus is his buddy, okay? Mary and Martha, his sisters, are Jesus' friend. They're family. They hang out together, right? And then so Lazarus is sick, okay? So they send somebody to go tell Jesus who is, by the way, listen, Jesus is a day's journey away, okay? So it took, <clears throat> Lazarus gets sick. And then, hey, Sam, man, so I need you to go to Jesus. Jesus is, you know, he's 24 hours away. You know what I'm saying? Walk, take a camel, whatever. But whatever method, you don't have a, you're not in a Ferrari. You don't have, you know, Dave's M8. You don't have anything, right? You, you don't have a bus. You don't have a plane. You don't have nothing. 24 hours away. It's going to take you that long to get there. Go get Jesus and then tell him to come because Lazarus is sick. He leaves. Lazarus is sick. He goes on a 24-hour journey to tell Jesus, okay? When he gets there, okay, Jesus is told. <clears throat> now, Lazarus, so Jesus waits, okay, two days. Listen, so G, now listen, if it takes him 24 hours to get there, how long does it take Jesus to get back? 24 hours, right? Yep. Okay, so 24 hours to get there, one day, okay? And then Jesus waits two days, stays put two days, two days. <clears throat> and then he leaves, and it takes him a day to get there. <clears throat> and so when they get there, it says, they go, well, if you would have came earlier, Jesus, Lazarus has been dead four days. Mm -hmm. So that means he died the moment that guy left. Soon as that guy left, he was sick when he left. He died after that guy got there, before he got to Jesus. So Jesus knew that Lazarus was dead as a doornail when he got there. Okay, so Jesus started prophesying. He's not dead. He sleeps. He's not dead. No one understood it. His disciples didn't understand it. Mary and Martha didn't understand. When it came out, oh, if you would have been here, oh, you know, don't you know that if you believe in me, I'm the resurrection. I know we're gonna live with you, and you're gonna come back, and we're gonna you're gonna resurrect everybody one day. He he couldn't get them to get the picture in his mind. Now, something you don't know, and maybe no one listening knows. Okay, and I don't want to get too deep today, but I got to explain this to you because I want to prove to you who God is. Okay, so the here's this is fact. This is this is Jewish uh, tradition in that time frame. <clears throat> now this is going to blow your mind. So fact is that if this wasn't true, but it was their it was their belief system that if a man or woman's spirit in, in three days they they called it the days of weeping. Okay, for three days. The spirit of that person, they believed that they could weep and that spirit could re-enter that person. That was their custom, that if they weeped over that person's body and then within three-day period, that person could come back to life, okay? But after the three days, four days, 
it, it, then they were dead and they called it the days of mourning. So then they began to mourn. So for three days, it was a day of weeping. Jesus knew their tradition. So if he would have come earlier, there were people there that would have said they would have not given Jesus glory. Mm -hmm. They would have not understood that it was him and they would have given glory to their traditions. So I'm here to tell you that when Jesus, Jesus deliberately didn't show up for four days so that they, they had no other hope and no other chance. There was no other way it was going to happen because the God's for the God who's for you is greater than any thing that's against you so jesus shows up okay and they still they didn't this time there's nothing that can happen his his we're in the days of mourning he's dead he's gone he stinks by now right and we can no longer expect him to come back to life he's gone and jesus said i'm the resurrection and the life and he did the same thing that elijah did all those years before he stood up in front of them he told him roll the stone away he even you know he, he went further he's like you know i'm not going to raise him to the dead in three days i'm going to wait until he's wrapped up i'm going to wait wait until he, it's, it's beyond their traditions i'm going to wait until he begins to smell right rigor mortis has set in and and the stone is up is on, on the tomb and he's in there and they're having a funeral i'm going to show up then when it's the most difficult unlikely situation and he did and they rolled the stone away and he said lazarus come forth and you know what happened right he comes forth in the state that he's in bound and and, and jesus said a prayer he said god you know paraphrasing god sh you're they're watching you know they're watching and he said, show up and do this because I believe, but they need to believe. And I'm going to tell you, I believe this with everything in me, church, that, <clears throat> that God is wanting to show up in the church, in this world, through the church. He's wanting to show up and he's wanting, to he's wanting us to believe he's the God of the Bible. He's wanting us to believe that there's nothing he can't do. When somebody, if you roll your eyes or if you take it as a pleasantry, when somebody says, hey, don't you know that God's able? And if you go, yeah, I know. And you think of it as a pleasantry rather than thinking of it as this is what God's word says, then you've got to shake yourself and you've got to reapply the promises of the God of the Bible because he is alive and well today and he's going to get the last word. He is the God that is the same yesterday. He's the same today and he'll be the same tomorrow. He hasn't, he hasn't weakened he's not he hasn't changed his mind he hasn't he's not rattled he's not moved by the media he's not moved by what goes on he doesn't he doesn't react he 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 doesn't react he reshifts he 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 causes things to react he's the god that's driving always always in control he knows exactly when this thing is going to wrap up no matter what's going on no matter if the enemy the devil himself right in the middle of the grandest scheme that he's got going on if jesus christ decides to come back at that particular moment then right in the middle of the devil's plans he's going to come back nothing can stop him nothing can prevent him nothing can change what he's going to do you get it he's god and now you have to start buying into the fact that you serve a god that is not dead that is not weakened that is not a yesterday God that is not a God that's lost anything he's not a God that's failed his word is not it hasn't fallen his, his he's more powerful than ever before because he's God and that's just the way it is you know what I mean and I think that we have to realize that if he's for us who could be against us what do you think <laughs> I don't know man I just feel like preaching a little bit today I did you know take a breather Dave Woo! Jeez. thank you Sip some of that coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> that first sip.
That's what they had on their cups for a while too. They had that. They had it on their cups for a while. Starbucks. Some of you guys don't like Starbucks. My kids. Some of you young. Awesome. My son's your no, age. I like Starbucks. I'm okay with it. Yeah. So most of my kids. Uh, Alexis likes it, and Ashton drinks sometimes. They also, drink, too, like this foo foo coffee. You know, this stuff that you put a run. I mean, if I sock. have the time, then yeah, I want foo foo coffee. You want to run it through a sock or something? You know, what I mean, they. they <laughs> anyway, I like my good old bitter Starbucks. I'm good with Starbucks. And then you got these Christians that are out there and different people because they think they know. They, like, I'm, dude, I'm just buying coffee from them. Like they're tweeting out like, there's Satan. You know, it's like, dude, come on, I just want coffee. Yeah. Anyway. You said something. <laughs> you were talking about, you know, if if God is for you, who can be against you? And it, I have a kind of an interesting way to think on it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can actually that's be against typical you. Mike. Yeah. An but anybody, anybody can come against you. Like that's one thing you have to keep in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. You how the the. The premise of that is knowing that the person that has your back, nobody can beat. But you also need to understand that anybody can come against you. Mm-hmm. Your best friend can turn on you. The person that you confide in the most can literally turn their back on you. And you have to understand that who has your back mm-hmm. is going to win that fight. Yeah. And that's something that you always have to keep in your mind. I'm that's not good. trying to sound like a distrustful person. Like that, you just, it's, I'm a realist in a <clears> lot of ways. And that's, you just have to be aware of that. Like anybody can come against you. And the enemy can use anything to come against you. You know, when I first started playing um, in church, um, the the enemy used my own gifts against me with music. He used my pride and my ego um, to make it so that, in my mind, it was more about me than it was about who I was doing it for. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, he he <clears throat> he was doing it, and I would, I had become a hindrance on other people because of that. And a lot of people think their weaknesses are what the enemy is going to play on. And it's never that. Your weaknesses are not what the enemy goes after. Your strengths are what the enemy is going to go after. Whatever you're strongest at, whatever whatever you whatever you are the best at, mm-hmm. is what he's going to attack. Because if he can take your strengths, your weaknesses are nothing. He understood. Did you say something? No, I I was just going to say along along the same kind of lines too. It's um, tag him. I can't hear an echo. It's it's insane. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing it on the stream. But no, um, it's. I think one thing that I've noticed most is especially like like he was saying, you know, it can be your friends that turn against you, it can be people you don't even know that turn against you, it can mm-hmm. be whoever that the enemy decides to <laughs> I heard you. that echo too. Yeah, 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 He's you like, whoever saying? that, whoever that. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with you. But my thing was is that I decided, to, I don't remember when it was exactly, but there was a point in my life where I said, listen, there's two people for fact, now I'm not including my family and whatever right. that always supports me and is always there for me. My buddies that I know are really there for me, but there's two people that I know for a fact, God and me mm-hmm. that are always on my side. And I don't care what you have to say. I know I'm, I can be a little bit eccentric and I can have different taste. and you guys joshing about my music taste and my style sometimes. And I know it's, it's all fun and games and whatever, and I don't take it to heart. But when people are genuinely like insulting me or, you know, telling me that they think that it's, you know, their opinion on the matter. All right, whatever that gets for you, good for you. But mm-hmm. for me, I like what I like. God's cool with it. So, like, I don't have any problem with that. And just ignore yeah. it, man. Like, <clears throat> Yeah, I, <clears throat> you got something to say? Or you? To me, it's when you think God is not always with you is when he stands out the most, if that makes sense. Like, I remember the time in Puerto Rico when my dad got cancer with leukemia, and I didn't understand why, but looking back at it now and to see, like, to see how many people he got to meet because he had leukemia and stuff. And I remember the doctors saying, you know, your dad is not going to make it. And to see, like, how far he's come and how God has, you know, used him in such a way, to me, it's just a powerful thing. That's good. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, something this, th- you guys have a great way, you know, after preaching something like that, you know, it's great to hear you bring it to reality terms. I mean, this is what 
this is what people can relate to because it's not always a, a giant, um, you know, like, you know, uh, huge, like overling type thing. We, you preach it that way. And then everything that falls in, you receive it in the buckets that your life is exist in. And, and you're right. Anyone can, can, can turn against you. You know, you have situations where God does show up when you, when you least feel like possibly that you're on, you know, and that, um, <clears throat> and, uh, and, and that's true. You know, uh, he is, he is, he can beat anything and anyone. And that's the thing. I, I, the thing, I think that's the thing that's res that's I'm really trying to get across more than anything because I, you know, sometimes <clears throat> as believers, life will wear you out as a person, as a believer, you begin to hear, you know, or reminded of things you've heard your whole life. But, you know, we, we don't, we don't receive them as sometimes as, as, as the word of God, we receive them sometimes as that's, that's, you know, I'm talking about, we know it is, but sometimes the way we <clears throat> subconsciously receive them or, you know, and just react to them is like, oh, thank you for that. You know, I'm praying for you. Hey, thank you. But when, when you realize the power of what some, when somebody really is pay, praying for you, I mean, do you realize that? I mean, the, the Bible says the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous man or, or woman availeth much, meaning there's power in prayer. And, you know, uh, we're to agree on earth touching anything they ask, it will be done for them by God who's in heaven. Meaning there's power in agreement, there's power in prayer. That's a powerful thing if somebody really does it. And you can't take it lightly because, you know, we'll go to, we'll go to, I mean, listen, seriously, I've in my life, there's nothing wrong with taking this. I'm please misunderstand. I have desired more a bottle of Advil for a headache than I would if someone said, hey, Lord, just touch them. You know what I mean? Because I can see, I guess, touch the Advil. I guess, you know, in 20 minutes, I know it's probably going to take my, you know, headache. That's not really killing me. It's just kind of bothering me a little bit away. But my point is, is that it's, it's, it's amazing. That's how we treat, if we treat it, some, the word of God as something that small, we treat it that in something that's as big as the circumstances that are in this world. We don't, we don't think that sometimes we hear these, these things and, you know, through people that, you know, out there, you know, that God's going to do it. God's going to do it. But then we, we, we don't see it happening the way we think it should, or we don't really see it happening, you know, fast or like all of a sudden or like a snap of a finger, but you know, it's happening and God's moving. And so I guess my point is, is I'm trying to make you understand that God's in control and he knows what's going on and he's God. And, you know, and he, he's, he's real today as he's ever been. He's more powerful and he's more in charge and he's more in control. He knows exactly what's going on. He hasn't thrown in the towel. And so all I'm saying is this, that God really is in control and he really can move in every circumstance. And he does care. It just, it just, his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And there's so much noise. And I would suggest if we're going to do anything as we wrap this up, if you want to, you want to tip a strategy to possibly, I think, help because you because there's the enemy is going to cloud God's word. Check this out, okay? He's going to cloud God's word with other words. That's how he cloud he clouds words with words. He doesn't cloud God's word right with you know with just action. He's going to cloud God's word with other words. Meaning, you're the, the, if I can give you a tip or a strategy, stop listening to everything. 
You know, you got a tweet over here that's God's word. Okay, amen. Then you got a tweet over here from CNN or Fox. You got a tweet over here from someone else saying this is going on. You got this. You got you got a post about this and a post about that. Oh, there's a, there's a meme that has a scripture. Oh, amen. You know, it's like you're putting it in with everything else, and you know you're hearing this and you're 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 kind of measuring them together and going, okay, I got like five words from God and six. Oh crap! You know, there's six. You know, things going on. Oh, this is not good. But my point is, is that God's word is truth. It's, it's, it's not just, you know, the facts are going on here. Truth is bigger than facts, right? Truth will set you free. The truth is, is more prominent than facts. Facts, yeah, stuff's going on. Truth, I'm in control. Facts, I'm broke. Truth, you know, and I'm unemployed. Truth, I'll supply your needs. You know what I'm saying? Fact, I'm sick. Truth, you're, you're healed by my stripes. We got to apply the truth and we got to weigh, it weighs, we got to, we got to justify that we got to, uh, it's heavier. It's, it's, it's weightier than any other words, but the enemy clouds the word of God with other words. Does that make sense? So what you have to do is just eliminate the other noise. And if you think of that, as we close, Peter, when he got out of the boat, you know, he did something that was impossible. He walked where natural men sunk. He walked where natural people sink in water got out of the boat and walked towards Jesus. He was walking because Jesus said, come on. And he had his eyes on Jesus. He had his eyes on his word. He was listening to him. And guess what? Supernaturally, something happened. We don't, we can't look at that as a story, a fable. That's a real deal. It really happened on a real body of water. I sat on that water two years ago and, and not literally, I sat in a boat on that water. You know, you guys are like, wow, that really happened to you. <laughs> I sat in a boat on that water right there. And it's, you know, and you got to kind of really just, man, you just sent something special, but there's Peter walking over to Jesus. But listen, the, he, the enemy clouded God's word with words. Here comes the storms. Here comes the waves. And all of a sudden, Peter began to pay attention to what was going on around him. He was distracted by the things of this world, immediately looked around. When he did, he took his eyes off of Jesus, off of his word, off of what he was doing and what he was a purpose to do. And he began to look at the things around him. The moment he did, he began to realize, I'm standing where people like me can't stand. I'm walking where people like me can't walk. I'm standing and walking where natural men sink. I'm a natural man, boom, sink. And then that's what happened. So just leaving it there, God is for you. Who can be against you? He's the one that's for you. What do you guys say? Good stuff? You are 100% right. Come on. That, that metaphor is perfect. <clears throat> the, with him walking on water when Jesus, when you're following Jesus, literally, and I'm, I'm a very big enemy of modern media, news media, all of it. And that really is, if you think of, the modern media, Fox, any news outlet. Let's mm-hmm. just say that. I'm not going to say any I'm biased. Of any of them. They all use the same tactics to get people to watch and to make money off of you. And if you think about that, you're looking at Jesus. He's saying, follow me. And the waves around you are all the noise that they're putting out, all the fear that they want you to buy into. And the moment you buy into it, you sink. Yeah. The moment you buy into it, you sink. Yep. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, it, there's, and you go. Well, I need to be informed. Well, you know what? Be informed, but don't have information overload. You can be informed if your foundation is solid and what you know about God. You can be informed without buying into what they're trying to sell you. And don't have info. Yeah, and don't and don't let that information overload. You know what I mean? Turn the SMS push off if you're getting like I've done in the past. You know, seventy five different pushes all day telling you something to click on it. One, my brother's here. I, we got to go. But my brother works here, and he said, you know, I opted out of a group text that we were doing. He said a couple weeks. He said, because every time something came through about this particular subject I was interested in, I 
I click on it and then 30 minutes later I found myself still looking at it and distracted going from one article to the next and you know what it's if that that's where it becomes information overload and I'm gonna tell you something this is like really deep and I don't want to you know this is for another story but we can become as believers so informed so overloaded by what's going on in this world that we miss what God is saying and we miss we could even miss God coming we could even miss the, the you know because God here's the deal in the middle of some mess sometime at some point God's gonna come at the middle it's gonna be it, I mean unless utopia it just happens that things just get better and then he decides to come back during that particular time it's gonna be a mess it's gonna be a situation it's gonna be stuff going on and then the, the deal is if we're so preoccupied here we're missing what his word said and his word says you know you don't know the day or hour that I'm coming but my people will know the signs they'll know the time and all I'm saying is this man his word right his word he needs to be needs to stand out amongst the noise good stuff absolutely good stuff guys hey see you guys tomorrow have a good tomorrow day. morning tomorrow morning